Hey everybody, how y'all doing? And welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation where you were thinking to yourself, man, I wish I could be able to tap into my full potential. I mean, live my best form of life, you know, be able to find that purpose or that peace within my own self. Well, if that is you, or if you know someone that this conversation is for, you are in the right place. And so what I want you to do before we go any further into this conversation, take some time and share this. I mean, share this with your aunties and uncles, friends and family. Go ahead and share this because this conversation is going to be a very helpful one. And you don't want to miss this. Neither do you want your friends and family. And so I got somebody on that's going to help us with this great conversation. And I believe that they are going to inspire us. They're going to push us as well as they're going to give unto us some wisdom on how to be able to find those things. So are you ready? I know I am right after this. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing with Anchor. I found that I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? My name is Hiram Roche, and this I am the host of here, the Focus on Greatness podcast. And on this platform, we highlight ways where we can be able to help men to be able to find their greatness, the things that they need to be able to find and to get to that place of greatness in their everyday lives. And today I have someone on that's going to help us to get those tools that is needed to be able to get to there. So what I want you to do before we dive into this conversation. I want you to do me a favor. For those that are watching this live or those that are listening to this probably for the very first time, um, I want you to do this on any form of podcast platform that you're on subscribe. I want you to subscribe. I want you to make sure that you hit that notification bell. I don't care if you're on Google Podcasts, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, or all the hundreds of other platforms that are out there. I want you to make sure that you subscribe. 
Why do I want you to do that? It's because of this. There are quality conversations that we're having and that I'm able to bring to this platform that will help you in your everyday life. And I don't want you to miss out on these opportunities to be able to have the development and the change in your life. So do me this favor again and make sure that you have subscribed, subscribed to these to my podcast. Again, you can look it up for Focus on Greatness on any platform and you can be able to find it. Now, before we get any further, I want to make sure that I push this. Make sure that you are sharing. If you are watching me on Facebook, I want to make sure that you are following. If you're watching me on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe and hit that beautiful notification bell as well. And do me a favor, before we dive in, I promise you this is going to be good. It's going to be so good. It's good enough that you can hit like now. You can hit the thumbs up now. And so for all you that are watching, all of you that are listening, make sure that you do not leave this conversation the way that you came into it. Because again, I know that this is going to be great. Now, I have the beautiful privilege of being able to bring this person to the platform and introducing them to you as the beautiful audience that trusts in me. Can you do me a favor? And welcome. I want you to send some some hearts, some emojis. If you're driving in your car, I want you to tap on the top of that beautiful steering wheel. If you're walking down the street right now and doing your exercise, don't be the weird person in the gym. Do me a favor and just tap your hands very gently together as we welcome Peter Lynch. How you doing, sir? Welcome. I'm doing great. Feeling a little uh, feeling a little bashful after this uh, after this introduction, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to uh, the Focus on Greatness. Thank you so much for uh, taking out some time and being a part of this uh, conversation that we'll have tonight. Um, I personally am excited to have you on. I am too. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, before we before we go in uh, to any deeper into our conversation, do me a favor, uh, kind of introduce yourself to those that are watching and those that are listening uh, to the audience, and then we'll uh, kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's uh too late, you know, there's the, we'll start off with just, you know, what I do right now is basically mm -hmm. I help businesses grow. I help businesses to communicate their message in such a way that that grows their audience, grows their clientele, that gets more clients, mm -hmm. better clients, a better experience for the clients that continues on and on and on. Uh, the rep, you know, and creates a ripple, a positive ripple effect. Um, but you know, and me as a person, and I think why why we're here today is because I'm yeah. somebody who's gone through the long dark night of the soul and has had to learn a lot during that process of how to persevere and really how to how to in the midst of darkness find that the light is from you know, mm -hmm. is the, hold on to the light of Christ through that to become yes. the person that I am today. Which I'm not here to say I'm perfect by any means, but I know that. Uh, you know, but it's a big passion of mine to be able to, you know, share my, yeah, to, if I can share something that's of inspiration and of help to others that are going through those times of darkness, times of struggle, you know, because it's like, well, I have somebody that's gone through a lot of, a lot of depression, you know, being suicidal, you know, mental health is something that's not talked about enough, you know, anxiety, uh, having, you know, just, uh, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, you know, feeling uncomfortable in my own skin to the degree that I just, you know, fall apart in, uh, any kind of confrontation and especially, you know, and then how that affect my business life, my professional life. Well, how that affected it was so if I had any level of confrontation with another male figure, I would collapse, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was just somebody who was falling apart basically across all levels yeah. and had to just find myself and find a foundation, something to just kind of like hold on to 
and through the skin of my teeth, as they say, you know, which I really can't even take credit for me. I mean, it really was just once again, it's a story of God's grace through it all. And yeah. uh, that's what I'm excited to dig into. So I can tell you just from your intro, uh, and <laughs> this is going to be a great conversation. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to be able to to have this. Uh, I'm uh, Peter. I, I really want to kind of start and see if we can kind of build this from your intro, like from your starting place, because mm. you have, like you said, you you've went through a, a lot of different things. And the basic for me at the end of it all, some of these struggles and some of these challenges are things that we all have, mm -hmm. um, you know, but like you said, there are certain challenges that we really don't have a lot of conversation about. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, there are certain challenges that we face truly as men that we don't like to communicate about, period. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because for whatever reason, either it's going to we feel like it's, it's going to make us look weak or feel mm -hmm. weak, um, mm -hmm. you know, those type of pieces. So I want to start from the beginning, kind of where you believe that this might have started. Yeah. The beginning is, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with, and it just goes back to childhood. And I'll tell you, you know, part of this, part of this has developed for me kind of an obsession with, you know, mm -hmm. figuring myself out. So I've done a, you know, I'm no, I'm no therapist by any means. I'm no psychiatrist, but I mean, I've done a lot of study into it and, and mindset mm -hmm. work and how to, you know, um, and yeah, and, you know, and a, a lot of, it all points back to the same place. And I know that that's the story in my own life. It's just like, yeah. man, it's childhood. Look back to childhood and, you know, and it's a, it's been a hard thing to come to grips with too sometimes because it's like, well, don't want to hate on people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Don't mm -hmm. want to accuse people, and I don't want to, and I don't even want to come across like I am. But there is some yeah. aspect where it's like, man, I got I got hurt by a lot of people yeah. as a kid. Why? They didn't mean to. I'm not I'm not angry at them. I'm not holding bitterness and resentment. But mm -hmm. I've had to create mm -hmm. some pretty strong boundaries in my life because you know something else that we could probably dig into here later is just one of the things as a father. You know, you have to learn to cut the cut the break the chains mm -hmm. of the sin, right? The sins of the fathers are visited upon the generations thereafter. Well, it's our responsibility to break those chains, to take ownership yeah. of that sin so that it doesn't continue on into my children. As much as I can be cognizant of that, you know, mm -hmm. and that's my path. That's what part something that I hold myself accountable to because I grew up with there was some, you know, there was like basically it's just childhood PTSD. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, and I've been doing some my wife and I both have been doing a lot of study into that recently and just discovering that the symptoms are all there. And what is that yeah. from? You know, and I grew up in the family that was a good family. We were a missionary family. I grew up overseas in the former Soviet Ukraine because we were doing missionary work over there. We were, growing, you know, so I grew up as the missionary kid, the pastor's yeah. kid, all that stuff. And we always yeah. looked good on the outside. And there was nothing, you know, <laughs> accusing my parents of anything like outright crazy, but it just was. It was a very different experience on the inside for me, being very, mm -hmm. being very suppressed, being very controlled. Uh, you know, I was the youngest by 12 years. I had, um, had, you know, honestly, I was just beat down by beat down by most everybody, you know, wow. and uh, including including having, um, you know, a lot of just a lot of physical uh it was like this. It was physical abuse from my brother and it was psychological abuse from my father. So it was the two main male figures in my life were yeah. very difficult for me to have a relationship with. And so, yeah. so that's, you know, I think that that's the root of, of a lot of these things. And how's yeah. that shape, you know, we both know that like you have a, when you have a messed up relationship with your father, you tend to have a messed up relationship with your heavenly father. Yeah. And that was a big part of my journey too, you yeah. know? 
yeah. having to understand that I can break those ties without mm -hmm. breaking ties with God yeah. and actually rebuild an authentic relationship with God, mm -hmm. with, with my heavenly father, with my true father yeah. through being able to separate myself, you know, mm -hmm. from the pain, mm -hmm. from the hardship. And, uh, and again, it's like, look, I can look to their experience and I can understand where, you know, where a lot of the pain came from for them. It was mm -hmm. unresolved. Their unresolved pain became my pain. You yeah. know, what that led yeah. to was a difficult life, you know, and it's right. just, those are broad strokes of childhood. Um, you know, but if, if anybody's been in that situation, like for me too, you know, the thing was I didn't have necessarily like one crazy event, you know, mm -hmm. I had a long, just extrapolated, just pre like being kind of submerged, if that makes yeah. sense, yeah. you know, just emotionally, uh, yeah, and in a lot of what, like, um, you know, just in most aspects of my being, I was kind of just suppressed. It wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Basically, it wasn't okay for me to be me. Yeah. If I was me, I was going to get in trouble. So I had yeah. to learn to very much adapt myself yeah. to the situation, which really meant to just, I don't want to stand out. You know, I mean, it's yeah. interesting. I'll tell you even like recently of, uh, it sounds funny, but I'm like, I'm actually happy to have been putting on weight recently because for mm -hmm. a long time I was under, I was like way too skinny. And that's one of those energetic, emotional things. Like yeah. I've just for most of my life wanted to make myself as small a target as possible because otherwise <laughs> I'm getting, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting attention. I don't want, I'm yeah. getting hard attention. I don't want, it was like, you, you couldn't do anything right. Um, mm -hmm. So th yeah, there was a lot of, um, you know, I believe it's one of those things. It's like, well, nobody has a diagnosis because they don't believe in that kind of stuff because it's an, yeah. you know, it's another topic we can get into. It's just kind of like these ideas of, we just pray about your problems and they're going to go away. You don't go see a doctor. You don't go see a, uh, right. uh, a right. professional. You just pray about it. Well, just praying yeah. about it didn't, didn't seem to fix it. Instead, it was just like, you know, the problems are there. And I became a scapegoat of those problems. Yeah. And so those yeah. created, you know, problems for me. And um, yeah, so it, all that to say, like, I believe there was definitely some psychological issues going on as well. Right. Psychological yeah. pains, et cetera. It was unresolved undiagnosed, untreated. And so that created a situation where it was unsafe, emotionally and physically unsafe. And right. um, yeah, so that's a, that's a little backdrop on the, on the childhood. There. <laughs> well, well, this is the question. Um, again, it's a lot of different factors. I, I can tell that um, in your story that has helped you to become the type of impactful person that you are as of today. Uh, and so, but I, my, my question is how, how are you able to push through mm. all of that pain? Mm. You know, cause sometimes we can get in a, we can get in a place and where, you know, yes, we have some form of traumatic scenario or situation mm -hmm. that has happened through our lives and it has the potential to be able to dictate how the rest of our life is going to look. And so, but how did you, how are you able to push past that, that to be able to get to where we're developing and becoming even as today? Yeah, that's uh you know, that's a question <laughs> that I ask myself a lot sometimes too, because it's like, well, what was it? What was that turning point? You know, mm -hmm. and um, all I can, for one thing, what I can say is just like, I mean, this, you know, this was like, I was, I was pretty deeply depressed already. And I was, another layer of it was my own denial. Because it wasn't okay to be depressed. You know what I mean? Right. Because again, you just pray about it. You believe right. in Jesus, you shouldn't be depressed. Everybody's yeah. supposed to be happy. Of course, happy kind of never shows up. That's kind of interesting. Right. Nobody's <laughs> smiling, but we're happy because we're, because exactly. we're saying, hmm, right. I don't get it, but okay. 
So I'm operating with that kind of mentality. It's not okay to be depressed. I'm pretty massively depressed. I'm six, you know, mm. 16, 17, 18, driving down the freeway, just thinking about what if I just let the car drive, you know, just drift yeah. off. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't mm-hmm. actively do it, maybe God will have mercy on me. And right. that sounds a whole lot better than this life that I'm living. I don't want to live. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm a teenager and it's stepping in. Everybody's going, what do you want to do? Like your life mm-hmm. is in front of you. And I just feel like, man, I don't want to live another day. You know, mm-hmm. so I start picking up alcohol, start picking up, you know, other things. Um, and um, and at some point, though, something just clicked for me. And I'm like, I got to get out. You know, I have to do something different. I have to make a change, a radical change in my life because this isn't going anywhere. I was trying to go to school. I felt like I was going nowhere there, you know, and um, doing some vocational um, college uh, classes, et cetera. And um, on track for some kind of engineering type stuff. But I was just feeling like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't feel like I have any purpose. I don't feel like I have any meaning. I don't have any joy. You know, I feel empty every day. Um, and I want to get out of my parents' house. I'm yeah. 20 years old. I tried once. I, you know, I'm back and I'm like, well, I'm going to Alaska. I had a connection of a connection. And so I'm just like, all right, that's enough. I'm just going to move to Alaska. So I packed up a suitcase. I had eight, what, 800 bucks in the bank, I think, when I got there. Wow. And uh, after I bought my one-way plane ticket, I'm just like, I'm going. It's October. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't care. It's about to right, snow. Right. I don't care. At that point, I was just like, I just felt like I'd brought, reached this point of there's no going back. I cannot, because at that point, I think subconsciously, not consciously, again, because consciously I was suppressing so many things. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's like, it's hard to say there's a turning point because, I mean, it's ongoing now that all these realizations, Mm -hmm. like just today, some realizations about how I've been abdicating my power, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and letting, and letting aspects of life be what I'm surrendering to instead of to Christ. You know what I mean? So I've been, I've been acting like a victim in ways that I wasn't aware of. So it's a constant journey of recognizing that. But at this stage, I was just unconsciously aware of like, I've got to go. You know, Mm -hmm. if I just get away, I think part of it too, you know, and it was immature thinking, but it was, it still got me out of there, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was like, if I can just get away from this place and these people, Mm -hmm. I'll be better. And, uh, and that's where one of my favorite quotes sunk in for me, which is a place cannot save you. For there is no place where you can escape from yourself, mm. you know. So I get up to Alaska, and what happens is, <laughs> I start. I find a, I take a job as a nighttime caregiver to a dying man. Okay, mm. so I'm working all night, staying up because he's on medication. He's got dementia. And he's going to, every time he goes to the bathroom, they're worried that he's going to get dizzy because the, the medication makes him dizzy. He's got to pee all night, you know? And so, man, it, I mean, comical <laughs> stories happen as I walk into this bedroom and this man was so stubborn and so determined. He hated being rigged with all these sensors. They mm-hmm. like clip this thing with a magnet. You know, if it snaps the magnet, it's going to beep and let me know. Right, I'd have to right. be sitting down the hall like this because Ooh. he would be doing all, like I'd find him, I've, one night I found him buck naked because he got because all his clothes were pinned together to make sure that he couldn't get this thing and it's like this you know this like safety pin that he can't undo and uh yeah he somehow got out of all his clothes mm, and is on mm, his way mm, to the bathroom and I walk in I'm like what are you doing he's you know <laughs> <laughs> but we had a great relationship even though I think he hated the situation right um, but what it meant was I was working all night and I didn't see the sun because I was I was asleep during the day or trying mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah. and that's when that's when things caught up with me pretty heavy. And that's when I really came to terms with I am deeply depressed. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm in a dark, dark place. 
Yeah. I'm in a hopeless place. You know, it's like, I don't even see the sun and that takes, that's just a physiological thing. It's well-documented, you know, seasonal affective depressive disorder, sad. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like every winter it's already takes a toll on everybody. I was, but then I wasn't seeing the sun at all. And, um, and taking care of this dying man. Now, what was a crazy spin on all this too, a crazy loop was it turns out that this man was the one who was responsible for a publication that my mom read in college that was her conversion experience to Christ. Wow. So I was taking care of the man who was responsible for my mother's spiritual birth into Christ on his deathbed. But I'm still taking care of a man on his deathbed, not seeing the sun. And so it's like, but it's a beautiful example of like Christ is everywhere. Yeah. Grace is everywhere, even in the darkness, you know? And so it's like, and that was my, that was my life, you know, was like that, that Christ, God's grace sustained me through, through times where I couldn't sustain myself. You know, Mm -hmm. if it was just up to me, I wouldn't be here because I was at such a place, but somehow something else. And, you know, and I'm a very determined personality as well. Mm -hmm. You give me a challenge and I'm going to bite on, you know, and I don't let go. So, but all that to say, so I get to Alaska and that was a, that was a turning point of just realizing that like, this has got, something's got to shift. I -hmm. want to live with purpose. That's really what happened for me. Is I'm just out there one night in the snow, you know, and it's like classic too. Two weeks after I get there, it drops down. It snows, and then the next day it drops down to negative twenty, and it stays there for two weeks. I'm like, welcome to Alaska, you know. (laughs) It gets so cold that it pulls all the moisture out of the out of the snow, and then it refreezes on top, and it creates this beautiful crystalline. So there was nothing like it. I'd go out and there was, I lived near some just open property. So I'd go Mm -hmm. out there in the middle of the night and just walk by myself and contemplate and meditate. And at times, you know, just come to this point where I felt like I was just peering into the void, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where it was like, it really comes to this head where I just feel like I'm peering into the void and I don't have an answer. It's very much like Nietzsche, right? You peer into the void and the void just says no back. It's like, but for me, I didn't hear the no. Like that's the, like, I feel like I came to that place of, of nihilism, like Nietzsche, mm-hmm. like my life is meaningless. I am meaningless, but something greater than me answered and said, no, you're not because I give you meaning, you know? And I was like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to live for. Yeah. I'm going to live to f- discover that and live into that potential that I'm not realizing now. Mm-hmm. Right now I, I feel like a failure. And in a lot of ways to be blunt, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I had no mm-hmm. future. I had nothing going for me, but right. My determination to discover that is what made the difference. And see, and that's the part that I think is important for people to be able to hear is finding finding that peace. Surely when you, like you said, surely when you're dealing with a very heavy weight of depression, surely when you are um, really like submerging the pain, trying to submerge uh, the memory of the pain, you know, all the things that go with why you're hurting, Um, you know, surely when you're going through that process, it's, it's difficult to try to, to try to continue to progress when you're struggling with that. But I love that you were able in the midst of all of that, you were still able to find that purpose you are still able to push and say, I have to be able to discover and find my own purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to ask this question because I know that you have talked to people that have went through the same form of struggles um, that, that you have went through and you are able to speak into them or help them. 
because I know I've I've heard this like I'm dealing with this depression, but I you know I don't know how to get through it. I don't know how mm. to break through it, and you know, and it, and it's a combination of nobody cares for me, and I don't mm. know why I'm here, and mm-hmm. you know, like what would you say to that type of person um, that comes to you and and says those specific things, and you're trying to help them out of where they are. Yeah, well, let's just get, get right to the title you gave this, all right? Yeah. The path to power. Pain is the yeah. path to power, mm. right? I mean, look, it's like the, it's painful and nobody says, yeah, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want a bunch of pain today. Right. You know what I'm saying? If right. we could all pick our life, nobody's going to say, I want jacked up parents, uh, you know, financial financial hardship and um, no connections or whatever, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, like just pick your poison, pick mm. your mix we all have. And it's uh, everybody's got their own story and their own journey that they're walking, their right. own path. And each path, like this, and this is what I love is like the, you know, it's our calling, our purpose is very much the cross, right? Mm. You, what you go to take up your calling, it's right. God given. It's like the dream in your heart. You don't just concoct that on your own. That is a part of you that is created with you, that is given to you from before the foundation of the world. You have a purpose, you have a calling, you have a potential to fulfill. So when we look for fulfillment in our life, we're looking to really fulfill on our own calling and purpose, which is mm-hmm. the cross, which is pain, right. which is yeah. a path that leads to what? To Golgotha. There's nothing but pain along that path, but that is the path to power at the same time. So it's when we abdicate, Ooh. when we abdicate, when we run from the pain, we abdicate our power. That's the thing. So it's like in the midst of that depression, in the midst of that darkness, I had to lean into those things, you know, and I can Ooh. I can look at the same pattern throughout every step of my life. And if I've ever done it, you know, <laughs> whatever I give to others, I feel like it's the same thing. Let's bring you to the place of pain. And that's not that's not comfortable. And I'm never going to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. But when you can be present to what is it that's causing you the most pain? What are you most avoiding? What are you most afraid of? You got to be present to that. Yeah. With yeah. hope, with mm-hmm. faith, not with nihilism, right? right. Not to succumb yeah. to it. But it's our job to turn and face the monster that haunts us. And that monster is the pain in the life. Right. And I mean, I mean, and I think more accurately, it's just that we're ter- scared to turn around and take up a cross. Yeah. Right. Because that cross might be depression and nobody's going to choose that. And right. yes, it feels empty. And yes, it feels like nobody understands you. And you're going to hear things like, hey, just snap out of it. What's mm-hmm. your problem? You know, and if you're de- mm-hmm. like, I know if you're depressed, that doesn't help you. It right. just spirals you down deeper because you feel like nobody even understands me. Something's wrong with me, whatever it is. But it's yeah. like, well, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be the person that I am here today. Right. But I had to go through that. And that's the key word, I believe. Right. And it's it because because there is no magic pill that makes it go away. Right. right. We can we can run from it for the rest of our lives or we can turn and face it. When you turn and face it, I mean, in psychological terms, it's a, it's about the integration of the shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, Jungian uh, kind of philosophy speaks a lot about that, which is the integration of the aspect of yourself that you're currently rejecting right? That you're currently judging, actually. And that's been a huge piece for me. It's like, well, what aspects of yourself are you judging? Like, and for me, you know, Myers-Briggs, for example, Mm -hmm. like, I used to think I was the reverse of all the letters except for one. You know what I mean? I used to think I was introverted. I used to think like all these things. And it turns out I'm an ENTJ, you know, and it's like thinking, judging extrovert, (laughs) right? Who's intuitive. I'm like, well, I got, I've kept the intuitive. Everything else, I used to think I was sensitive and feeling and i'm still an empathetic person 
mm-hmm. but I'm not at all the same, the type of person that I used to think that I should be. And right. I think that that's a lot of the pain too, comes with this conflict within ourselves of I should be different. And that was a part of my depression was that I wasn't okay with myself because I wasn't okay with myself. Like, I mean, look, how can I have a relationship with you, with my wife, with anyone, right? Mm-hmm. With anyone who I care about. How can I re- have a relationship with the other person if I cannot have a relationship with myself? So yeah. how can I expect yeah. them yeah. to care about me if I don't care about me right. in a healthy way, right? Not as a right. narcissist, right? But to yeah, actually no, care about yourself yeah. and to love I mean, coming back to the cross, the way of love is to do what's best for others. I like Socrates is another great example of this. Mm-hmm. They condemned him to death. And the technical, the official reason was because he was polluting the minds of the youth against the gods of the time. Right. But if you look at the gods of the time, they were nothing more than a personification of base carnal passion. Right. Hey, we got a God of sex. We got a God of eating. We got it right. They're all just acting like us. us. There's no higher standard that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just our standard of what we're comfortable with. Socrates says there's a higher standard for that. The punishment is death, you know? So it's our job. So love is something that holds us to a higher standard, which is uncomfortable. If you cannot do that for yourself, you can't, then you cannot receive God's love. That's because God's love is going to be challenging, right? Love is challenging because love is calling you to that greater version of yourself. And it doesn't mean that the depression disappears or the anxiety disappears. I'm not here to say that those, like, I don't have my days where I feel down. I don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, because I do. And I have my days where anxiety picks up or I have my days where something triggers me deeply. And I'm like, oh man, I thought I was past this, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But the main thing is every time that happens, I lean into it and I I do my best to explore that thing to the root and discover what is it about me that I need to learn? Because it's no longer about dad, you know? It's no longer about the old boss because I had some bad ones. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's no longer about any of those other people. It's like, what, why am I still carrying this? Right. And how can I leave that at the foot of the cross and move on? See, I I love, I love the way the perspective that you are drawing out. Cause sometimes like you did say, sometimes the, the fear is really having to actually face the problem. Yes. Um, and, and the, but the reality is just like, just like you stated, the reality of it is, is, is that the pain is truly is the path to power. So when we're trying to find our purpose or trying to, you know, trying to become this better person or trying to go through all of these things, the reality is, is that we are going to go through pain to yes. get to the process. Right. That's a part of the process of mm-hmm. being powerful or being strong mm-hmm. or being this person that you know that we are dreaming to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love that you pointed out that presently, not just in past tense, but presently, you do still have moments of where it still hits you. You still have low moments, just like we all do. We all have low moments in our lives and in our days where where it might be that life feels like it's overwhelming or it might be it might feel like just today was not just a good day. You know, uh, whatever those things or the reasonings are. But I love that what you the way that you look at this is that is not just that I that I'm going through a bad time or I'm, I'm in a low situation. But let me examine why I'm here mm-hmm. so that I don't stay here. 
Um, and so for those that are watching, those that are listening, I, I want you to be able to see this point because this is very important. And I would even say this is a part of this power pack um, is when we do have those moments, uh, you know, again, we, we, we're we dealing with this context of, of depression and dealing with, you know, uh, just moments of when we are low or probably at our lowest points and going through our lowest struggles. The reality is we, we cannot focus on the people. We cannot focus on the past. We have to focus on right now. Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And let me fix this problem within my own self. I can't deal with I can't fix them. I can't I can't change them. Nope. You know, I can't I can't. I can't, you know, we, we're not, you know, we, we can't go back in time and fix what happened to us and, right. and go through all that. We, we Those pieces we cannot do. So only thing that we have the strength and the power to do yes. is to deal with what presently where we are and say, OK, this is what I need to adjust. This mm -hmm. is what I need to fix. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to fix this part. And maybe I need. And it's a part of the path. Mm -hmm. It's a part of the journey to get to where we become powerful and strong in those things. I, I, I do love um, this context of even where you're talking about in reference to us carrying our cross. The reality is the thing about the cross is the cross was painful, but it was beautiful. It, it, it was painful because of what he had to experience. But it's beautiful because of what I get to learn. Yes. There's something that I'm learning because of the cross that you carried. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I don't want I just I don't want to say in some sense, and I'm gonna let you say something, but I, I don't wanna just be like, oh man, it's just I'm you know, I'm I'm grateful that you went through what you went through, mm -hmm. more so than I'm grateful that you came out of what you went through. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I can say, man, his cross is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm learning from your experience. I'm learning from you continually walking this path to power. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I, I, I want you to say something, um, <laughs> but I also want you to speak in because I feel like there might be people when you and you're functioning and flowing the, in this, but there might be people that are walking in a business sector which is already yep. stressful and strained yep. and all of those pieces and also still dealing with personal. Yes. Yeah. Well, how can you not ultimately? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I don't know. Show me somebody who's not, and I'm going to, you know, we'll, we'll decide a number later. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, but for sure, like, you know, I think that it comes down to this, what sums up what we just talked about and what applies to this mm -hmm. is pain is yeah. a gift right pressure is a gift it's a privilege it's a privilege to bear a cross yeah what gives meaning to life is the pain not pain for no purpose but again it's the pain of the cross was transformative the pain yeah. of the cross is redemptive you know yeah. and that's our individual experiences and sometimes that cross comes in the in the way of business Right. And because when you step into business, well, you're not just you're not just tackling what do you do? Mm -hmm. Right. What are you good at? Most businesses. I mean, we'll just kind of start from the from the beginning here. Right. Most most people, my journey, 
when you start a business, you're like, hey, I can do this thing. I'll just do yeah. it on my own, you know? Right. And so that was okay. that was when I started mine. My daughter was six months old. I had had one of those bosses who I was just like, I'm not going to keep working with this guy, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I don't want to slave away for this company when I'm not mm -hmm. seeing my daughter. And right. uh, so I'm going to start my own business. Surely I can just do what I'm good at. But of mm -hmm. course, there's a whole another spectrum of business skill is completely different from technical skill of whatever you do in your business. Mm -hmm. And then you got to work on your business. And most importantly, you got to work on you, you know, because yes. how you show up in the midst of all that is right. the crux of the success or failure. Because yeah. if you show up and you feel futile, and this is again, back to like, it's not just about, look, pain is not inherently redemptive because, mm -hmm. because you can go through pain and become bitter. You can go through pain and just become angry, resentful, right? And th that's, so that's the point is it's also about your state. It's mm -hmm. the state in which you engage with life. When you engage with pain in the with a place of gratitude, that this pain is your gift because it's making you stronger. It's right. equipping you for things you don't even know exist yet, right? So that you can be a leader. You can mm -hmm. be a pillar of your community in ways that you cannot yet conceive of. Because honestly, a lot of times I think if we could conceive of the problems that we'll have to face in the future, we probably might give up. You know what I mean? Like I, I look yeah. at my own marriage and I think of like how hard it would, if I had known how hard it would be before I got married, I might not have gotten married. But now on this side of it, I couldn't be more grateful for right. the pain and the challenge and the struggles we've yeah. gone through in eight, eight and a half years together of both yeah. of us having to untangle the knots of traumatic childhood and, yeah. you know, and deep and deep emotional wounding and scars and repress, you know, for me, it was like deep repression. I was just yeah. so locked up. And for her, it was more outward. And so we were a good match, you know, <laughs> so try to kind of balance each other. Expressing and uh, etc. And, and and also do a little bit more and a lot of it more understanding, you know. Um, but it's been a beautiful process because as we've gone through that, you know, it's it's part of that's again is painful. Yeah. But our marriage is stronger for it, and we're stronger individuals for it. Yeah. And I've gained a whole lot of skills in the process and the understanding of how this whole you know psychology and emotional uh, healing process works. Right. You know, to actually get to things in a different kind of way. So it's again, it's about the state. If you're going into it and you feel like the pain is futile, mm -hmm. then it is futile. But if you go into it with the hope, and so the thing that 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 applies to business because every day in business you have you got things to do, right? You yeah. got a task list of I need to do the X, Y, and Z to get results, right? Mm -hmm. So if I show up and I do these things every day, I can expect to have clients. Now. If you work with me, we can probably accelerate that, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got to drop that. In. But you know what I'm saying? Um, or or it might it might be more or less efficient. We'll just leave right. it like that. It might be more mm -hmm. or less efficient. But either way, if you've got a proven system that you've seen, it's a model that works, whether that's for yourself or somebody else, mm -hmm. you can trust that that'll work. But if you show up and you work that system and you have the expectation of failure, you know, it's a completely different story. You're setting yourself up for a futile existence. And that's part of the pain to actually explore is look in the mirror and say, mm -hmm. what am I doing? How am I? Because, I mean, it comes back to pain is also complete responsibility. And that's another thing that shows up in business is business is about taking ownership of your life and your results. Yeah. And that applies in business and it applies personally. It's the same thing. When you do that, you find power. When you blame, you've given your power away. And you're saying, I am powerless. I'm a victim. You know, it's the market. It's COVID. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, COVID, it's tough. It's a challenge. But if you've got the right eyes, it's an opportunity yeah. because right. people need more help than now than ever. So if you are if you're committed to serving people and uplifting mm -hmm. others, well, then you've got more opportunity to do that now than ever before. So don't right. let COVID because it's it. We always it can be your excuse mm -hmm. or it can be your catalyst. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. No, now, you're, but you're, you see, you're, you're good. No, because <laughs> the thing is, I, and as you were talking, I thought about um, uh, a young lady that I've had on the show. Her name is um, Latasha Sherman. And one of the things that she shares with me, um, person that in, in some form still deals with my lower moments and, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes my depressing moments. Mm -hmm. And but the thing is, what ends up happening is one one of the things she shares is that when you have your moment, ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? Mm -hmm. What has triggered this feeling? Mm -hmm. Now, that's we deal with, like you said, we, we deal with it in our personal, but we also deal with this in your business. Mm -hmm. So when we're in business and you're doing your business or whatever, and you feel that yes. weight, take the time to pause mm -hmm. and say, why am I feeling like this in this moment? Mm -hmm. What has triggered this moment? Is it is it the job or is it the person that just walked in? Right. Is it, is, you know, is it really that, that my schedule is overwhelming or whatever, whatever has now today made me, or is it because of what this person said that triggered a feeling or a reaction or a response that reminds me of a pain from my past? Mm -hmm. Like we have to look at all of these because if we don't, I believe that it affects how we do effective business. Yes. Um, and it also affects how we do life with our relationships, how we deal and interact with other people, um, because there are triggers within us. <laughs> the reality, the reality just a few. is <laughs> just, a, <laughs> just a few. Yeah, yeah, just a few, just a few. But there are <laughs> triggers. And the, and the reality is the triggers come from the triggers come from the places within us that are no longer healed. Spot on. It's Amen. the places within us that are not healed mm -hmm. when they're touched because they're sensitive. When yep. they're touched in one way or another, they become your trigger. That yes. now you're either depressed, now yep. you're responding through anger, now mm -hmm. you're responding through different forms of ways. It's because that trigger has been touched. And that means that specific area has to be healed. Absolutely. And you know, the word remember. Right. Like, remember me, O oh Lord, in that kingdom. Mm -hmm. Remember the opposite of that word is actually dismember. <laughs> we think of it as like, oh, I got to remember to do this. Right. Like right. I got to right. recall a thought. It's mm -hmm. not just that. It's also remembering means to br be bring something back to whole, back mm -hmm. to wholeness. And so when you're as you said, what triggered this was, as you said, remind your remind your trigger is a yeah. reminder yeah. of something from the of a pain from the past. That's yep. an unresolved loop. Right. Yes. That's what that's ultimately what trauma is. It's an emotion. Every emotion has a loop. Positive ones are meant to linger and to last yeah. and uplift you. Negative ones are meant to actually pass through your body. And so there's actual physiological aspects of this, too, where you'll, you know, like your organs will start to store mm -hmm. emotion mm -hmm. 
because your body, your, I mean, look, your, your, you know, there's genetics, but the gen, gene, every gene has a receptor of protein, right? So what happens is the brain, in accordance with every thought that we think, is releasing proteins into the body. So your body is completely determined by the type of proteins that the genetics are receiving because we don't change the genetics, but we can uh, alter their expression mm -hmm. negatively mm -hmm. or positively. So what happens is if you have repressed emotion, it's going to lead to physiological issues. Yeah. And I've experienced cool. those, you know what I mean? So it's like you, when you're doing, it's a detox, mm -hmm. you're doing an emotional detox and that's painful. It's back to this thing. It is pain to say, this came up. I have two options. This person mm -hmm. walked in and they triggered me. I can hate them. Yeah. And I can come up with a story about why I'm right and I'm a victim and they're such a mean person. Or I can just look in myself and stand in the fire because it burns. Right. But that fire is going to burn away the dead wood and allow the new growth to flourish. Yeah. And that fire is going back to that place and exploring when was the earliest I can remember. Right. Because really what the pattern that happens is a trigger happens and it's going to it's going to release a belief generally. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. our beliefs are really what dictate our experience of life, mm -hmm. you know, which is also would, because beliefs determine action and action is really what determines outcomes. So if you want to change your life, you change your actions, like moving mm -hmm. to Alaska, you know, what right. I mean? <laughs> and you got to alter your belief systems. Because, again, right. it comes back to you, if you're doing something with the belief it's futile, then you're setting yourself up for failure. So act as if because you're not necessarily overnight going to have a new belief that like mm -hmm. life is hopeful. Maybe you're in a really ho hopeless state, but yeah. you can begin to act as if life is hopeful. Another one is people don't like me. Well, I used to think that walk into a room. What happens? People didn't like me very much because I acted weird. Easy enough to come up with a story and say, yeah, it's all them. People are mean. People are rude. People are judgmental. They're judging this book by the cover and all this kind of garbage that I can come right, up with right. to justify. But the ultimate reality is like, well, no, actually, I'm walking in and I'm kind of acting weird. If I stop acting weird and I act like somebody who's likable, what happens? Well, my, my social life changes dramatically. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that affects business, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go yeah. walk into yeah. a networking event and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's nobody's really going to be asking for your business card. They're probably just going to be like, bathroom's that way. Right. Yeah. I don't know what you got going on, but bathrooms that way. Um, <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, you know, but to be yeah. able to go back to that place and recognize, yes, this is me. I own ownership, responsibility, responsibility. Right? It's your ability to respond to a situation. So when you take hold of that and recognize, how am I responding? What action am I taking in response to this situation? This person walked in, they trigger something in me. Why? Because mm -hmm. they're probably triggering something from childhood because they remind me of dad, let's say, because that's yeah. pretty common. Dad or mom. Yeah. Got a lot of mm -hmm. issues, right? Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe not everybody like me, but, you know, it's um, it's a pretty common theme because, I mean, again, like the brain, the brain mm -hmm. is going through th nothing but theta state, which means you have no critical thinking capacity until the age of seven. So anything that you're told before then, your subconscious mind absorbs as truth. So mm. your worldview is formed before the age of seven. So people are saying money doesn't grow on trees. Rich people are bad. If you succeed in business, you've sold your soul to the devil kind of stuff. Wow. You know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, yeah. as I'm trying to build my business, I'm like, why am I struggling? Why do I feel like I'm beating my head against a brick wall daily? 
Well, there was some technical things. There was some strategy things, and I've dug deep mm -hmm. on those. But the other aspect was just, well, because I didn't believe I could succeed and be a good person and have a walk with Christ. Yeah. And so it was, yeah. it was then it was dissonance of my values, right? So being able to go back there and then you're really healing your inner child, you know, mm -hmm. and that term mm -hmm. can kind of be weird to people sometimes, but the inner child is really, it's that part of you that is not healed as you called out. That's the inner child because it's still stunted. We yeah. all grow physically. You're not yeah. stopping that, right. but emotionally you get stunted really easily. Right. And so mm -hmm. for me, it's like, well, I spent most of my life as this, you know, just emotionally immature mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and intellectually I was able to grow physically. I was growing, but emotionally I was stuck and that stuck was showing up all over the place until like, you know, as you were just saying, you got to remember, which yeah. means relive it and heal it, visit it, it in a new way, be able to deconstruct those beliefs, right. To be able to challenge it. Because again, it's like, we have thought processes going in. Like if you stop and really analyze the day, maybe, maybe I'm going to make myself really sound crazy here, but I feel like a white color schizophrenic. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, we don't have schizophrenia. Yeah. Right. I mean, just analyze your inner conversation on a day. And a lot of times it's pretty negative. If somebody right. else was talking to you, the way you talk to yourself, you'd probably want to punch him in the face, mm -hmm. you know, but yep. when it's in your own head, you're not challenging it. You're an right. idiot. You're stupid. And, and you're not just saying, why are you saying that? Right. Yeah. Why? Let yeah. me challenge that. What evidence yeah. do you have? Well, you did this and this. Well, I also did this, this, and this. Right. You know what I mean? And maybe you don't have mm -hmm. that much evidence, but here's the real kicker. If, and if I just want to give something real practical here, mm -hmm. when you're struggling with a belief and you're feeling stuck, one of the most powerful questions you can ask, because you want to get to the point where you can, you can realize it's not true. Yeah. I have a belief. I'm stupid. Well, is this true? Sometimes and you got to listen to your body, not just your mind. Your mm -hmm. body's going to have a reaction and it'll give you the, that answer. Sometimes the answer is like, yeah. And that's a little, that's not a little, it's really discouraging, you know, because right. you're like, I don't right. want to be stupid anymore. I want to believe mm -hmm. I'm confident. You know, one of my favorites affirmations, I'm confident. It's <laughs> not, you're lying to yourself. That's why right. affirmations don't work. You're creating conflict. I mean, think mm -hmm. about it. If I come at you and start attacking you and saying yeah. things at you, you're going to put your defenses up. And this is a sales thing, too. That's why a lot of conventional sales don't work. It's because they're trying to pitch you instead mm -hmm. of drawing you in and asking, hey, what are you looking for? Right. Is there an opportunity? Maybe maybe right. you have a problem I can solve. Maybe not. We're just going to have a conversation that's no pressure. That's a totally different dynamic. When you yeah. come in attacking people, you put their defenses up. So same thing with this. You know, we can put our, you, you want to be able to explore these beliefs. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so the one of the powerful question, because sometimes you're like, is this true? And the answer might be yes. Yeah. The second follow-up question that can really drive a little wedge. Sometimes it's only a one degree. Can mm -hmm. I be sure beyond all shadow of a doubt that this is true? Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot of time, most of the time, you probably can't come up with a yes to that one because it's like, exactly. nah, not really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. As a cosmic right. reality. You know what yeah. I mean? That's where you got to yeah. take it. It's like as a universal truth. God, does God believe this too? There's another good one. Does God believe mm -hmm. this about me? Does right. God believe this about money? Does God believe this about business? Does God believe this about relationships? Mm -hmm. Whatever mm -hmm. it is, is right. do I know beyond all shadow of a doubt? That this is true because really you're challenging your own ego because your yeah. ego thinks it knows everything and that's part of the root problem if we're really honest here <laughs> yes sir no that is that is <laughs> um uh peter this conversation has been helpful um for myself and i know for the audience and the people that are listening 
this is helping someone. And uh, and that's really why one of the reasons why I wanted to be able to have you on mm. was because I knew that through this conversation, we would be able to give some insight and some help on how people can be able to get to this thing called power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I want to thank you for uh, not only just coming on, but thank you for allowing, you know, allowing this moment to happen, allowing you to open up and share where you are and how you've been able to kind of get through some things. I'm, I'm grateful and thankful uh, for that. Um, I do want to do something before we get off. I do want to do something. I, uh, I, I do. I ask every person that comes on um, my interview. Uh, I want to make sure that I ask you the same question. So I ask this question to everyone that comes on. I love hearing personally. Mm-hmm. I love the definitions that, that I get from this. So the question is, what's greatness to you? I love this question. <clears throat> greatness to me. Mm-hmm. is that not just capacity, but determination to face yourself. Mm. Great, because that's those are great people to me. Those are the great people in my life are the ones that I can actually respect and look up to, mm-hmm. you know, and because I can trust them. Why can I trust them? Is because they're accountable. They're yeah. accountable to looking at themselves and to facing their pain, taking mm-hmm. up their cross, daily and following christ that's greatness to me anything else just not interested in (laughs) as far as i mean when it comes to people that want to be like a mentor or anything of that nature it's like anybody anybody else that claims greatness Mm -hmm. it just doesn't stack up to me there's only one measurement and that is do you face yourself and do you follow christ are you accountable you know i mean and people watching this might not be christian but listen Mm -hmm. like it's about really holding yourself accountable to something that is greater than you yeah and that means then you've got to measure up and you've yeah. got to be willing to step into that pain of recognizing how you don't measure up right now. And that's greatness. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Again, Peter, thank you uh, for coming on. And for those that are listening, those that are watching, thank you for watching. Make sure um, you can be able to follow him on all of his social media platform. And for those that say that this conversation has been helpful for you, I promise you, he has a whole lot more. Um, He has some more wisdom, some more guidance to be able to help you. Surely, if you are struggling in the areas that we talked about, if you are a business person that is that is struggling with some things and you want to be able to find and tap in to that power as well promise you, you want to be able to connect with Peter. Um, So his information is going to be in the description below. You can be able to find him, go onto his Instagram, Facebook, go to his website, check him out. He has some very good quality stuff that will be able to help you. I promise you. And uh, again, Peter, thank you so much for taking out your time, cutting out some some, some time in your day to be able to have this. I, I can tell you uh, on this live, I can be able to tell you that we will have a, some more conversations in the future um, because I believe that there's more people that we can be helping that are dealing with the things that we're talking about um, and helping to shine some light in those areas so that they can be able to gain the strength and the power that they need to be able to be the best persons and best people that they're supposed to be. Good. So, yeah. Well, thank you. It's been an honor. Yes. And uh, just a quick note too. Yeah, if anybody if if anybody wants a resource on doing more of that clearing work, just reach out to me. Reach out to me directly. You can also email me at peter at unshakable.pro. 
or or any of the other contact info. Uh, but yeah, Hiram, thank you. It's really been a pleasure. It's my honor. I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. No, thank you, sir. Well, everybody, uh, thank y'all for listening and for viewing on today. Remember, we are here every first and third Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all, and I'm thankful that God has chose me to be able to have these type of great people uh, to surround myself with. So y'all have a great night, and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.